0: live hey you know what it's Turn the pandemic on. things are things are we're live kevin yeah um, i know you know really i'm I, an
1: amateur here
0: hey um yeah we're, we're doing the best <laughs> we can we're doing it without people yeah. who do this for us we're doing it ourselves, yes. and that's that's makes it okay um thank you so much for doing and, okay first of all I feel like calling you Kevin because it's your name, but you're Kevmo, and that's how most people know you. How do people in in real life people call you Kevin? I assume
1: people call me Kevin, and they call me Kevin. They call me Kevmo, or they call me, Mo, Ke- call me Mo, uh, call you Mo. Mo. Okay, Mr. so Mo. tell
0: for, tell us, tell us first of all how that happened. How did how did you go from Kevin Moore to Kevmo? Oh,
1: you know how that happened.
0: Well, yeah, but th- maybe everybody <laughs> out there doesn't know how that happened. Yeah,
1: they are Kevin Moore. <laughs> You know and you just So, kind of just, so,
0: but, but one specific person, your drummer, was the one, right? Who, who coined yeah, it?
1: Yeah, no, no, this, this, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is a collective thing for Kevin Moore. This is a collective. The way you say you, Kevin Moore, in, in, uh, in Compton, in, in place Compton, places I hang out.
0: <laughs> so, when <laughs> you were, when it. you were a kid, were you Kevin Hmm.
1: You were. No, I, no one was an official. It's just, it just that's what it was. That's what it is. Your name is Kevin Moore, and you're in a, in, in a certain neighborhood. You Kevin mo You Kimo,
0: <laughs> I like it. Okay, so when you were growing up in that neighborhood, uh, straight out of Compton, yeah. what, what? okay, so were your parents musical? Were they creative? Wh- where do you come from? What stock do you come from?
1: What stock do I come from? Um, uh, see, my dad was uh, just a fool. <laughs> my, mother, my mother was a hairdresser. Yeah. And um and my I have a few musical people in my family. Yep. You know, just an uncle. My mother was son in church. We're we're a music light in my family. We're not heavy, you know. We all got exposed exposed to music. And I just I got exposed to it and never got cured. <laughs> and and
0: did you get exposed to it first in church? Is that where it happened?
1: Well, you hear it first in church live. You have live music in church, but I, uh, I got exposed to being in the band at school.
0: Okay, <laughs> so when you, the first instrument, though, you you weren't playing guitar, from what I understand. No, the first,
1: first instrument was trumpet.
0: Wait, this I don't even know. I thought it was drums. Okay, trumpet. I
1: on there about a year. Yeah. Then came steel drums, not drums, steel drums.
0: All right. Well, that's a whole yeah. other thing.
1: Then came the guitar.
0: How old were you when you started playing guitar?
1: 12. But, and so
0: you're playing in, ba- are you playing in, in a band? At 12? Yeah, you're not, yeah. are you? You are?
1: At 12, yeah, steel band, steel drums. Steel,
0: steel drums. And are you playing music in school? Cause I, I, I read During something. that
1: time that, I wasn't playing, I was in what they call middle school now, it was junior high school back in the day. Right. And I was playing, uh, I wasn't in, I wasn't there. They didn't have enough room for me in the band at school. And so um, I had to. Uh, I played the steel, the steel band, and I had played with some of my friends that played with me, played music with me. But you know, so that was it.
0: But then I heard uh, I, there's a French horn in your future, from what I what I gathered. Yeah,
1: when I got to high school, I found <laughs> I found a way into the band. French the, horn. the French horn. <laughs> oh my God! I Not can't the coolest instrument in the band, but it got me in the band. <laughs>
0: It got you in the band yeah. and so are you playing mu- so are you playing music outside of school are you playing guitar steel drums and outside of school I
1: was I was playing gigs outside on steel drum and I was working on the guitar
0: you were working on the guitar and what did that what did that look like for you because I'm you are you know I don't want to shut I don't want to sh- I don't want to send smoke up here but you are <laughs> you're extraordinary you know I I haven't fanned on you yet but um Mm. you are so prolific and you are so ridiculously talented I've all the musicians that I've had on this show that I've interviewed more people are excited are so excited Lee Sklar called me today and he said Lee Lee, Lee Sklar he's gonna he's gonna he's the
1: he's the man
0: He's going to come on the broadcast. He's doing a a live thing right now. He's getting off in a half hour and he's going to come on to say hello, but I mean, he's not going to come on, on, but he's going to be in the, he's going to be looking. And anyway, he told me that as soon as he heard your music, he ran out and bought your album and he said, and he didn't do that kind of thing. And, uh, Ross Hogarth just wrote me and is telling me 25 years of music with you, and he's just you know over the moon, and that like oh, Edgar wrote a song I just haven't for I still have got you. to
1: play with, I have, I've i got to work with, with with Ross Ross Hogarth. He's been a huge asset, you know, and a huge like help to me, and and Lee Scars is, is I mean like, you know, I oh, wonder why 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 didn't he why did why didn't he get the. Uh, um, uh, the yeah, what's his Top Gig? <laughs> yeah, <Did they> all...
0: <laughs> he's looked like that forever. How long have you known Lee forever?
1: Oh yeah, well I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I met him a few times, but I know him. I ran into him places. I have watched his work, listened to his work, and I love Lee Scar's Lee Scar's bass player, you know. He's he's a, he's he's you know. It's...
0: Yeah. Well, he feels the same way about you. So yeah.
1: maybe, uh, maybe one of those bands he he plays, and he can like get me a gig in the band. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you need <laughs> to gig, right? I, I don't think that's a problem. How? Okay, so I'm I'm all over the place, but well, let's stay here. How the hell do you write so much music? So I I I started to tell you before we came on the air that I lead this band of COVID crazies and that when I heard The Medicine Man, I was like, oh my God, you wrote this song for us. Well, there's a lot of songs that I feel like you wrote for me, but uh good strong woman. I mean, just you uh shave your legs. I mean, I I I just I love your sensibility, and I love the fact that you love you so clearly love and respect women. What was your relationship with your mother like?
1: Uh, my mother was actually a, a great mom. Little little distant from me. Not 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 necessarily like. Not. I mean, she was she was she had a lot on her plate. How you know? so? Did you she did you have did you have a lot of siblings? A fantastic mother, raising four kids as a single mother. Mm-hmm. She had a lot on her plate. Yeah. You know, and, and so, and she was, uh, you know, uh, from a, from a, um, you know, like we all are challenging background, Yeah. you know, live on, yeah. On Texas on a sharecropping on a farm, you know. <laughs> uh, oh.
0: I, 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 I'm from Texas, but I'd rather be in parrot Wait, I don't know the lyric exactly, but I love that song.
1: Also. <laughs> oh, ain't nothing wrong with Texas. <laughs> But I'd right, <laughs> but love i love to go to France. <laughs> but I really
0: love to go to France. Oh yeah, yeah, So all right, so your mother was was had a hard life in Texas raising four child, kids. You know,
1: I- her mother. You know she had a challenging time. Her mother died when she was very young, like eight years old. She had two siblings, but mm-hmm. she came out smelling like a rose. She's a tough. She was a tough, broad, decent church-going woman. You know, didn't take any crap, and she got when she got me to the starting line. In life, I was a little like, hoo, hoo, but she got me there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, obviously, she did something right, and she did it good because it, you she so clearly life. love and respect women. Um, it comes long, out in you.
1: She lived a long life, and I got to see her in her sweet old age. She lived to be ninety-one, almost ninety-two. Oh, oh that's so you know. Mm-hmm. So and so she fun.
0: got she got to see your success and, yeah. and share it with you and all of that. Was she supportive of you being a musician? How'd she feel about that?
1: No, she she wanted me to get a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: And I and I was, I just couldn't do that.
0: So did you ever have a real a, like a real? Did you ever have a job job?
1: Well, what I call is I had service jobs, little piddly jobs. Like what? I made sure delivering things, cleaning stuff up, you know, just like this. Move this over here. Labor. <laughs> I would never. I would never, on purpose, get a job with a really good. Go even go for a job with a really good paycheck. Because you I, wanted
0: to stay I, I, hungry.
1: I want. Yeah, I want. I didn't want to get stuck on the paycheck.
0: When you know? did you decide? I'm gonna. I'm gonna do music. For, this is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna make my living. This is it right here.
1: Um, I, I, I did it way before I decided I wasn't necessarily, wow. I wasn't necessarily one of these guys that this is my calling. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just I was like, you know, I like doing this. I think I'll do this. And when I got about 39 and I had been doing it a long time, I said, I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to get out. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else to do. I got no other options. I'm freaking in. <laughs> Damn. <And that's- laughs>
0: so, so how did how did you segue? Okay, so you're playing in, in in bands. You're playing in school music. Is there something else you want to be when you're a little kid? I mean, you did go to school for like graphic art or yeah, some or architectural be, wanted, art wanted, or something. I
1: wanted to be an architect.
0: An architect.
1: But that was my that was that was a dream that was kind of like. Grew out of my love of drawing, and you know, I loved drafting at school. Drafting was fun to draw the, was mechanical drafting, and then I got into the architectural side of it. But it was like you know, people telling me, you know, you got to have a way to make a living. You got to, you got to get a job. You got to do something, dude. And so I was thinking like, yeah, I got to do something. And um, I picked that. It was creative. And funny. how
0: far did you go with it? Two years. And then, okay. And so what happened then that took you out?
1: Somebody called me for a gig.
0: Was that like, was that, I know Papa John Creech was early for you. Uh, yeah. That happened then or?
1: That happened about two years later. Yeah, Papa John. And so someone called me and said, hey, we gonna, we're gonna put the band back together. It's like the Blues Brothers. We're putting the band together. <laughs> We got any gigs? No, we're gonna just start rehearsing on. <laughs> and we start practicing and doing doing gigs and and. Um,
0: and are you writing for that band?
1: I st- I was kind of writing a little bit. I was just kind of following the, learning covers and occasionally trying to write a song, but you know.
0: And so, what kind of covers were you doing in that band?
1: Um, yeah, the top forty. Okay. Funky Broadway. Um, 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 blood sweat and tears stuff we did oh yeah um, are you
0: doing like you are you doing
1: you know (laughs) are you
0: doing clubs or how what do you where are you playing parties Parties.
1: at this point we're all still too young to get in because we can't get in the club we're like a bunch of (laughs) we're still a bunch of knucklehead teenagers (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: and so when did you do you remember what you, I'm sure you remember your first song? Do you remember the first song you wrote?
1: First song I wrote. Hmm. First song I probably co-wrote. The first song. You know. Um, no, I don't remember the first one. I remember I have a I have a picture. Uh, I have a in the third grade, fifth grade. I have me. I have a writing of me trying to write a song, and I got about two lines in. <laughs> you know, and well, it says, and it didn't even rhyme as this. It's incredible that you don't love me. <laughs> it was like, I was a little, you know, bad. Kind of not, not bad. I just kind of was, you know, but you know, I guess I was, I guess I was like, the blues was already written in there.
0: <laughs> wow, third grade. That's well.
1: Yeah. So when I started, that no, was fifth, it was fifth grade, it was fifth grade. I wrote it because it was in it was in my scrapbook with my baseball cards, you know. <laughs> you found it later. Page. Yeah, I found it. I got it on here somewhere. Hi,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you're playing with this band and you guys are playing parties. And how does that how does that progress?
1: Oh God, I really don't know. Oh, then then we get a call to go play with this guy named Milton James.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was being sponsored or say like groomed by the people that were managing the group war.
0: Oh wow.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. And we were rehearsing what is now on Sunset, the Guitar Center
0: mm-hmm.
1: basement. That used to be the headquarters for the management for war, that building. So we would be down in the basement rehearsing down where the drums are now. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's what we did. And so we then panned out, but then we went to this other place over in the South Central, on, on Mid-Cities, Mid-Cities. It was on Adams Boulevard and we um <laughs> We rehearse at this storefront recording studio every day. A guy named Nick, he let us rehearse there. And we uh, and so that's when Papa John walked by, and heard us playing, and came in, you know, and hired us. The whole band. Yeah.
0: Wow. And he was already big deal, he was a big deal. He was already um, a
1: member of Jefferson Airplane, Hot mm-hmm. Tuna, you know, Jefferson Starship. We didn't know him from a hole in the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that wasn't your kind of, what What music were you, what music did you listen to when you were a kid? What was, what was your passion when you were a kid? Was, the, was it the blues? What what were you, you listening know? to?
1: I listened to pop hits. I listened hits. to the radio.
0: Yeah, like everybody else. Popular, you know. Did you um, like the Beatles? Oh, yeah.
1: I liked the Beatles. I liked, um. Um we didn't have many records at the house, but I, the radio, I mean really this and the songs we learned in the band. so I'm like a kind of person that never had a huge repertoire of things that I know and stuff like that. but I take what I do know, I go in and I take it completely apart.
0: Yes, you do. The times they are a change and <laughs> somebody was talking about it today. your mm-hmm. your cover of that is just amazing. Were you a Dylan fan?
1: Um, I listened to Bob Dylan in my car for, um, on an eight track tape <laughs> for a good while. I had all these tapes. I had everything, I had my, my, eight eight-track. at the room and I had, I had Spirit, Iron Butterfly, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Uh, I had Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2. Wow. I had, uh, The Beatles, Abbey, Abbey Road, I had a Bob Dylan, um, uh, uh, That's
0: quite, so and So I, you liked hard rock also.
1: I no, no, I would. You know, there was, there was. I had some friends that were part of the Midnight Auto Works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like those sticky finger guys who go <laughs> <running>. <laughs> cars.
0: Oh my God! I read today that you uh, produced huh? a track. You produced David. Bra- David Bromberg was one of my favorite singer songwriters in the seventies, and you worked with David Bromberg. Holy shit!
1: I met him in the seventies. I met him, and and oh. we we been knowing each other since the seventies. Oh, God. And um, so they're digging in the deep blue sea. Yeah. But that was Gary Nicholson. And um, and uh, yeah, so, but. I, I went to his
0: two final concerts in 1970, like such bullshit. He had his farewell concerts. You saw in that, New York. Band, that
1: band that Bandy had. Oh, stupid. Oh, my they God. They turned into a funk band and they turned into a jug band.
0: Unbelievable. And in yeah. one day I saw them at the Schaefer Festival in, in Central Park. And then that night he played at the bottom line. And that was supposed to be it. He was done. Well, of course, yeah. that was not the end. And that was not it. But
1: yeah. uh I played at the bottom line. Yeah. But Papa John creates when it first opened. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh.
0: So okay, so so you're playing with Papa John. And so what kind of venues are you guys playing? Like, so you're now you're making some you're making some coin, right?
1: Not much, but enough. Enough for a twenty-year-old dude. I was balling pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> It was going to me. I was like, whoa, yeah, it's good, steady gig. And then I'm um, and having a, uh, being able to pay my rent, and put gas in my car, you know, and have some clothes to wear, you know. And, um, yeah, I was I was doing all right.
0: And then you started doing more all right so so after papa john what happens
1: oh nothing i got a job at a flower shop delivering flowers
0: <laughs> get at it really yeah <laughs> how and we but you were and still there i did, that for, I did that
1: for about two years i worked at a stands westchester florist in westchester and i worked <laughs> at leo's flowers on, on las siena where the beverly center is now where you know I mean?
2: yeah
1: and, and um and i delivered flowers to the celebrity when i worked at leo's i mean we're going i did flowers to Linda Ronstant, Andy Williams, Tina Turner. Wow. Benson. I go to did celebrity. you did
0: you ever like slip him a little demo or anything?
1: I wasn't making demos
0: you weren't making demos
1: I was never I was never truly really trying to be a solo artist and I didn't really know how to promote myself or anything I was very, well so
0: what, what did you think you weigh in?
1: here's my story. go ahead I basically of them come up with a place of not low, low esteem, but medium esteem. You know,
0: medium. I'm, esteem.
1: That, I'm, I'm not one that thinks real highly of my skills and myself and everything. Okay. And I just wanted to be in music. Mm-hmm. Just really wanted to be in music. So I would uh, um just go wherever wherever the wind blew. Yeah. You know, and uh, every significant most significant things that happened for me are never anything that I went and sought after. Or went, such as? Such as um, the Papa John thing, such as joining a band, a cover band in high school. I was always asked and invited, you know, and and I never. You were never the one going out and knocking on the door. Yeah, trying to hustle, trying to go to all the jam sessions and, you know, meet people. and Because mm-hmm. you know, uh, I just really didn't know how to do that. So, it was always be someone on the street, like like I where I got my education in recording was at the A and M lot, you know, Studio B in the AM lot. So I'm walking by the studio, I'm by there one day, and this guy named Chuck, Chuck passed about, about probably twenty years ago now, but he was he says, "Hey, I got am gonna do some sessions. I was playing with his girlfriend's son, you know, you know what I mean." in a band you know yeah and he says i'm gonna do these sessions and i got some studio time and i want to try to do some stuff why don't you come in bring like you and greg come in and and play in the studio come in by midnight (laughs) when the studio is closed so like you know so we did these sessions you know using news tape and recording these songs Mm -hmm. i i I ran the session because i mean he didn't know i had you think, everybody always thought that I uh, didn't know anything, but I had played with Papa John. I had played. I had made three records with Papa John. I had been in many recording studios as a kid. My first session was, I was 14, on a steel drum. I went in the studio, and Carol Kay was playing bass.
2: No kidding.
1: <laughs> I went in there, and like, so I had been in studios. I had seen mm-hmm. how the game works. So by the time I was... Um, 21 this, this I guess I was I was I guess I was 26 27 after Papa John. I had had a lot of studio experience you know you know so he gets in the studio and I kind of like told him what to do, do. the day we got the wait
0: wait from. so all this studio experience you're getting during this time is coming to you because you're not hustling right
1: yeah I'm not hustling
0: and so people are just coming to you and you're getting these you're getting this work
1: so I went there and he became the guy that did all the demos for Irving Almo not all of them, a lot of them, for the publishing company at AM. And the sessions would start at nine o'clock and they would go to end about 12. And then the big sessions would come in. So, just about almost every morning, at least three days a week, I was in the studio doing demos. Wow. At AM, Thank hanging God. out in the hall with the likes of like, you know, all the session guys, you know, coming through. You knew them, you kind of, you know, the morning ship would go and you'd see the, the big guys would come in. And I was in in the room. We did production. We, I had to write the charts. I had to call. Wait, how did them.
0: you learn how to how to write music and read music in school? I played the
1: French horn because
0: <laughs> you played the French horn.
1: <laughs> there you go. And I learned and I learned the uh, chords on the guitar. So the writing
0: knew- charts is different than reading them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I can write them. I can barely read them, but I can write them.
0: Well, there I was you go. I was
1: doing horn arranges that I couldn't read.
0: Wow.
1: You know? And I would like.
0: Did you? Are you self taught for writing?
1: No, I learned it in the class. Like, I'm a slow reader. Like, I couldn't really keep up with all the people reading. So I had to learn the parts and kind of, you know, you because know, they had had middle school, they, they were all ahead of me, you know.
0: But you couldn't get in the band in middle school. Yeah, I
1: couldn't get in so bad. I didn't mean, but I knew I had been playing a steel band by ear, playing guitar by ear. And I learned all of the names of all the chords that I knew. And I knew, you know, I knew how to write a chord chart. So with my limited knowledge of writing notation and things Mm -hmm. like that, in rhythm, I could write good rhythm charts. So I get up, I make the plan for the day, how are we going to do the demo, who the players were. And I had to go in there and I had to, come up with a um, an arrangement for these, you know, publishing demos, and I did it all the time. And that's how I learned how to make records, you know, had to, we were all I had to write the charts, call the guys, look at the clock, make sure we made it whatever we had to do by noon, you know, set up time. If the guys weren't playing it right, I had to correct them and make sure they were on point with the, mm-hmm. with the you know, music. So I was a guy. I was responsible for keeping something. I didn't even know I could do it. I just did it. You know.
0: And so, while you were doing that, were you happy doing that? Did you wish you were playing more? Oh, yeah. Were you, you were happy doing that? No, I, I had
1: gigs at night. I would do gigs at night and stuff. Mm-hmm. You no. Know?
0: But so <laughs> producing and and writing charts, all of that, you like that?
1: I was having a full musical musical life. No. You know. You know? You gave
0: that. up the, the the flower shop, gig.
1: yeah. But I learned the flower shop was after that was after the flower shop. But I, I did all these cool stuff, you know, and and even by the time I um, I did I did an album on Casablanca in 1980, Kevin Moore album, you know, and it was a major label album. I was in there. Um, I got to watch Barney Perkins produce. I mean. Not produce, but mix my record. And I know you know who Barney Perkins is. He's mm-hmm. he's going on, but he mixed all those Anita Baker records. Mm-hmm. And I sat and got a college course and watched Barney Perkins mix records. Wow. That's why when you put my record on, <laughs> you know, I got I know tricks and things about space and stuff. So my, I know how to make make my records sound good. You know,
0: are you a good student in life in general? Are you yeah. do you pay attention to things? These, you I do, attention. don't you? Yeah, yeah. I want
1: to know how to do things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and I and I don't, um, I'm, a, I'm basically a follower, you know? <laughs>
0: no, you're not.
1: No, but, but they say, they say lead followers end up becoming good leaders. Well, there you go. A follower can become a good leader. So I've mm-hmm. developed into being a leader, but I'm still at heart a follower. You know, I'm like a beginner. I'm not a... Well, I'm you're
0: humble a... and you pay attention and that's how you learn.
1: And I listen and I trust my instincts about what I'm hearing. I had to learn that one. I used to be like, "Well, I'm not going to say anything because it's not enough." But I start saying things, and stuff started working when I would speak up. And uh, so,
0: and you have you, even though you have medium self esteem, you have confidence and you know what you're doing.
1: I have a built up confidence over years. Mm-hmm. It's not like some kind of like, you know, it's just a, okay. I think I go like, well. What I'm doing seems to work. You know, other things are working better though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot of things out there working better, but I know my stuff is working. And like getting nominated for the uh, Americana Grammy this year. Yes, it's huge. It's huge. You know, it's huge, it's and the huge
0: category, and you deserve to be there, and it's, I mean, it's thrilling, like, and like, I hope you win. I'm
1: like, wow. You know. Whoa, and there with Bonnie Raitt, you know, Robert Plant, Allison Krause, and Joe, I mean, Dr. John, and what uh, was that the other one, missing one. You are? Oh, no. I'm missing the other, oh, Brandy, Brandy Carlisle. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm like, holy moly, that's a, that's a, maybe it ain't a, maybe it ain't a home run, but it's a double <laughs>
0: oh come on good to be it's such it's a great album it's got the before mentioned the medicine man on it and uh good strong woman i mean it's it's a great it's great it's great it's a great
1: those kind of things actual thing people you know liking what i do those things give me a kind of a a validation i wouldn't call it a confidence it's a validation absolutely it it makes me also um I listen to every, and I still listen to everyone around me. I don't just bark out orders. I listen to everyone. And when it's a good idea, it's a good idea. But if it's not, I go, nope. We go another way. <laughs> you know? Maybe and you,
0: you play in lots of different configurations, too. Um, Snuffy was telling me that you you did a thing with your son, like a two-person. Did, did you yeah. do a thing with your son for a while? Yeah, we
1: played the drums. And I just play the guitar. And he sits on... Him and I are like twins. We're like freaking frack. <laughs> nice. He knows me musically like and he's a badass drummer. Oh god. <laughs> Have you
0: guys are you guys gonna do something again?
1: He's got his own he's he's got his own. I'm lightweight. <laughs> well, I don't know
0: I'm, about I'm, that, I'm,
1: but you know, no, he's 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 uh, he does go the name of Kay Roosevelt.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: works with a lot of hip hopsters and and make uh, making beats and those guys that do all that kind of stuff. He's good at sampling, you know, putting down keyboard stuff and playing live drums and guitar and bass and stuff. So he's got his own thing going. He's got some stuff out. Um, so By the way, Joe Server says, "Naturally, we just think alike in a whole different kind of way. We're totally different and totally the same at the same time."
0: That must make for some beautiful music.
1: Yeah, but, really cool.
0: <laughs> so when was it that you guys were, were were playing out together?
1: I don't know. We did some gigs. Sometimes I just say, hey, man, you want to come out and play some gigs?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and just bring a kick, snare, and hi-hat and sit and play with me. You oh, know? I and love that. We've done jazz fest, you know, Franklin Theater. I took them with the band. I took them to uh, Scandinavia one time because the drummer, also the drummer's the last minute. got some passport problems. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I guess you're coming. Come on. <laughs> drums that... He murdered it. Just killed Ooh. it.
0: <laughs> okay, so speaking of sons, Joe Server says that um, his son's band, Southern Avenue, did a few oh, concert yeah. gigs with you and Cheryl this summer.
1: Yeah, they're awesome.
0: So Joe's on here. He says, yeah. so father son.
1: Father son his, things. Whose who's kid is his? Who's his? Uh,
0: I don't know which one his kid i don't know tell me who your son is joe i don't know what what uh what instrument he played but yeah in that band um all these people are are writing notes um and i'm like trying i don't want to read them and not pay attention to you um so joe tell us what um what your son played so okay so when so you're doing this producing you're in the studio you're doing all this session work I know it happens a little later in life for you. It didn't happen young. You, you, in 1980, you have your first solo album. How does that happen? How do you get from doing the session work to getting your own to getting your own album? And how much had you been writing before? Like, how much stuff did you have when that happened?
1: I, um, to get the, uh, the the Casablanca deal, the mm-hmm. 1980 record, came out of getting a publishing deal. Mm-hmm. Through the demo, the demo work I was doing, because every now and then I'd put, do one of my songs, you know, and I got a publishing deal <laughs> at a Rialmo. Smaller. It was a pe- <laughs> puny little deal.
0: Puny little deal.
1: You know what I mean? It wasn't a big, great deal, but I got a deal and I was we're getting my songs out there. But I never get, get, get many covers because there was kind of nothing really, no one was really looking for what I was doing. But that led me into getting, making a demo on my own, which somebody else approached me about doing a demo. I did the demo, they financed my demo and and she's a dear friend named Chris Bennett. She financed my demo, went in got me a record deal because I was working with Casablanca on their demo crew as well, you know, publishing Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. She did and I got a deal there. And then out of the deal, I paid her her money back for the demo she financed. And she went on and became the exec, 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 executive producer of my record. And that came out of that, you know? And so it's always comes out of something. The uh, Sony deal yeah. came out of when I was, uh, my friend Chick Streetman, his name is Charles Streetman. He goes by Chick Streetman. And uh, I wanted to meet Taj Mahal. And he, he grew up in the neighborhood with Taj Mahal and he lived in LA and Taj came to record. So that's the only time I ever like. I want to meet Taj Mahal, <laughs> you know. So he took and me. Boy, the studio. have
0: you met Taj Mahal? You played with Taj. <laughs> boy, <laughs> have you met Taj Mahal?
1: Yeah. So, so, um, so he took me to the studio where Taj was recording.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he said, "Bring your demo tapes." And I had made these tapes um, to sell, and they weren't demos. They were like I was. I decided I wanted to be. In, anyway, that's another story. It's. It keeps going.
0: That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I want to hear it all.
1: Oh. So, so I go in and meet Taj. And, the, and, it, and, and Chick says, why don't you give me one of your tapes, man? I said. <laughs> God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then I said, I had another one. I said, well, the producer, John Porter, who ended up getting me my record. deal, you know, I gave him a new one too. And of course, like, you know, all my tapes had my phone number on it. <laughs> I'm pushing gigs. This is my promotion. Sure. So um I go. So the next day I get a call from John Porter. You know, he goes, You got any more songs? <laughs> I said, Yeah, I got some more.
0: How some many were on songs? the
1: demo? Eight. Good. And he wants more. Okay, this yeah, is so good. So yeah, I got a few more, you know. So I went over there and he put together a thing and presented it to uh, several record companies, which they all said no, and then yeah, but they would have it, you know. At Sony, Michael Kaplan and another gentleman, Harvey Leeds, we were, re, were re, uh, re the OK label. Sony owned the OK label, OK OK mm-hmm. and so they they re, re resurrected that label and they need some artists for it, and they looked around and, around and said, "Who do we got here?" and they found G-Love, and they found me. And said, they said, sign that. They called me, just signed me. Um, And they um gave me a deal, and they saw my picture. I had a picture and everything in there, and they said, well, okay. And then by the time when the deal was signed, they happened to casually ask me how old I was. I said, 41. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I was 41. It's too late. I already signed the deal, you know.
0: <laughs> Lucky, for <that. laughs> Lucky for that, they asked that question after. Yeah,
1: 2041. 20, 20, so they had, they figured they had two young artists because G Love was like 20, nineteen or twenty. He was really young. Right. Forty one, you know, you know. So um, they you know put all that together, and I made my record and with John Porter, and um, there we are.
0: And how did it change from so the first record's Kevin Moore, but then it becomes Kev Mo.
1: What what, my, what made my that dem- transition on, happen? On, on my, my demo tape, which is my master tape to me, my demo tape. Right. I I, I called it Kevin Moore, aka Kev Moe. You know, that's the name. So the name of the thing was aka Kev Moe. So when they called me, they asked for Kev Moe, and they called me from Sony. I said, no, that, that's just the name of my record, Kev Moe. They said, Well, we like Kev Moe. <laughs> And I said, I thought to myself, "Well, let me see. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me think no about called, that. Yeah, okay. No
1: one called the kill more in a long ass time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow! And so it's just like a couple years later, you win your first Grammy. Like that happens pretty damn fast, doesn't it?
1: It was, it was two years. Yeah, I made yeah. another like, second record. Yeah. So
0: okay. So what's what's that like?
1: What is like, that holy, like? Kevin? Holy, holy! You know what? Holy, you know, like really? right? A Grammy? Really? <laughs> So, you know and I remember and five a, of like,
0: them but I mean and maybe six and very soon but that first one I have to imagine what was that like when you and I'm, I'm, not I'm, only I'm, to I'm, be nominated but I'm, now I'm you a cate- win I'm
1: in, the, I'm in the category with Edda James, B.B. King, Holy shit. The category, me and, and and I'm going like, well okay <laughs> okay here we go and David Foster's up there reading the thing names off and David Foster calls my name. I'm like, I said,
2: Holy.
1: <laughs> and I, 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 I never, you never think, if you think you're going to win it, you ain't going to win it.
0: <laughs> so, do you have something planned that you're going to, do you not have anything planned? I don't.
1: No. No, no. I don't. <laughs> no. It's too embarrassing to be said. I'd rather be have go have nothing to say than be sitting there with a note in my pocket and don't get called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, so you're thinking on your feet. How'd you do?
1: I thanked you know a few people and just made it short and sweet because I saw a lot of people. Like, people get up there and they talk too long. And I didn't yes, to that they guy. do. They just talk too long. Like, Did you
0: thank yeah. God and Jesus no, and all
1: of no, that? No, no. <laughs> didn't thank Jesus.
0: Did you thank your mother?
1: I think I think I thanked um, Sony. i forgot forgotten thanked the. Grateful, it was such a surprise. I forgot, I don't know who I think. I thanked everybody, that's just a big thank you. And, um, yeah,
0: how was it w- winning a lifetime achievement award not too long ago? The Americana lifetime achievement award that had to be. Oh, pretty I just had to remind
1: them that I'm, you know, that, that's something you get when you're about dead or something. <laughs> so, I don't even you know, so.
2: you're, you got I'm more not you dead
1: got... yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my God! This so is pretty like,
0: damn good. Little, exciting company.
1: Exciting, the, the Americana Association. There it is, right there. I got it on the wall. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, there it is, over there. <laughs>
0: you've won a You've won a lot of those. You've won. I mean, not the lifetime one, but you've haven't you won like fourteen?
1: Uh, well, that's the blues, blues. Oh,
0: that's the. I can't the blues keep track blues. of all your awards. You got yeah. so many damn awards. Um. So so. So do you get to go to the Grammys this year? I mean, it's, it's, they're doing them live.
1: It's tight. I think I'll get to go. It's going to be tight. And I think it's going to be at the Staples Center again. You know? Yeah.
0: How did, how did the pandemic speaking of, okay. So let's talk about the medicine, man. Um, When the pandemic struck, what, what were you in the middle of? Did you have dates planned that you had to cancel? What, what, what was going on for you then?
1: Yeah, I was about to go on tour. Yeah. And then everything started getting canceled. And I just said, oh, okay. This-
0: Wait, don't sit back. It's hard to see you because oh. of the light.
1: Oh, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We, we want go. to see your pretty face.
0: Here we go. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah. I'm a, um,
0: So gigs were getting canceled? Yeah. And so what did you do with, okay, were you productive or did you lay around? Did you take the time to relax? What What did you I do relaxed.
1: with everything? I just relaxed. Did you? I'm, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just going to relax. You know, I had to make a record. But you know what I'm going to do? What? I got to get up and because I have to take a cigarette go. break. You have to go take a break. cigarette
0: break? You can Not do a do cigarette
1: it- break. I'm just going to go in there and like powder my nose. I mean, go right powder back.
0: your nose. Go ahead. Go powder your nose. Do everybody
1: busy until I get back. Everybody don't <laughs> go anywhere. Don't go be anywhere. Right back.
0: <laughs> don't be right back. He's going to take a cigarette break. So, oh boy, he actually went off the air. That is not good. Oh, my God. I hope he comes back in on the broadcast. He wasn't supposed to turn his camera off, but we're still here. We're still live, And hopefully, hopefully, Kev is going to get back in here. Oh, my Lord. This is the first time a guest has taken a cigarette break um, during a show. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Ed Asner got up and uh, went and people are laughing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told need... me so Ed Asner got up during an interview Louise Planker and I were at Ed Asner's house and he got up and he was in his slippers and his boxers and he got up and he went and took a pee um I think that's what Kevin was really I well I shouldn't say that I don't know what he's really going to go to <laughs> I don't know I'm hoping he comes back on now I have to like text him and make sure he can get back on how long am I going to have to where is he <laughs> Um, a great interview thank you Julie I don't know I'm really on the fly now this is this is this is the first me completely alone at least last time when Ed Asner went to the bathroom in his slippers and his boxers I had Louise there with me and uh, I think she jumped into the shot and uh <laughs> so if you guys have questions cigarette break I know right Pia so if you guys have questions now's the time Joe I'm going to get in there that your son was the bass player is the bass player um Yes, he's just one of a kind indeed, Laura. All right, so I'm reading your comments now. Um, Keb played a terrific guitar solo on the song Someday by Richie Ferret. Yes, uh, uh, yes, incredible career. Southern Avenue is based in Memphis, so also in Tennessee. Um, So hi, everybody. (laughs) I'm still talking to you. I don't know if Kevin can get back in. I feel like I have to call him and see if he's coming back in. Oh my God. (laughs) where is he he turned his phone off that's not a good thing (laughs) he better not be gone because you know what I have a surprise for you guys because something that he doesn't do he promised to do here I didn't think he was going to turn off there he is okay I was just getting ready to call you I'm like freaking out I didn't know you were going to like turn off your whole thing (laughs) wait a minute now, wait, now you're in darkness. What happened to your light? Your light is gone. Come back, come back. Put your light back on. Oh, there you are. Okay. You. I cannot believe you turned your camera. I was like, holy shit. I'm sitting here by myself. All right. <laughs> wait, no, now we can't hear you. No, no. Now we can't hear you. Get the sound going. Oh, shit. There we go. Oh there you! Go. Oh God, thank God. I'm I'm sitting here like, okay, now this is Baby, called being keep in talking, the talking,
1: you know. Keep talking. God, that's such an effort. up. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, and Sorry, by folks. the way,
0: uh, Joe's son. It was is Evan the bass player from uh, that band? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah you um, too. <laughs> Okay, this is I was saying this isn't the first time somebody's gotten up during an interview. Ed Asner got up and in his boxer shorts and fuzzy slippers and went to pee. But I was in his house. I was sitting in his house when he did it. And so my producer jumped on camera with me.
2: (laughs) This is the first
0: time I got left alone on a Zoom. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. For this, you you owe me in the middle of here a little. You owe me a little. You owe me a little like so that I can breathe again. I, I think that um we're, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about your, your books, but before we talk oh, yeah. about your books, you're gonna play me a song because I begged and pleaded with Kelly. <laughs> um, because life is beautiful. True well, it is it is my song with Snuffy. It is it is the song of joy and happiness. Yeah. Um somebody wrote to me uh yesterday and said that he plays that your song every single night in clubs. Uh, he does about 200 gigs a year, and he's been doing it for years. And every time he plays that song, the whole audience starts to sing with him before he's finished. Really, it's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. Wow, it's a I looked up with thing. a guy named
1: Colin Linden.
0: Okay, so t- so tell us the story of life is beautiful first, because did was that like something that came? Did it come fast? Did it, did it, did you labor over it? I mean, because it's just so fucking brilliant. No,
1: it just it kind of went. It was I was living in LA still before I yeah. moved.
0: Yeah, wait, sit up so we can see you in the light.
1: Come on, light, bring you light.
0: light, light.
1: I need light. So I was living in that in, in LA. Yeah. You know? And um Colin came over one day. He was in town and he made, he was living in Toronto. No, he was, he was still in, he was living in Nashville. And um but he's from Toronto. Toronto, as they call it. But anyway, um <laughs> and we just started sitting on the couch playing guitar. Yeah. And we started, let's write a song we wrote song. we wrote that song. Like in
0: one in one thing?
1: Yeah. It was like probably, wasn't even 30 minutes.
0: Oh my God. And, and did you know, you had to know? You had to know as soon as, you didn't know? Really?
1: No idea. Really? Yeah.
0: And so what ha- so What'd you do with it? Is when you wrote it? So what was the process for it?
1: Um, I got made a little demo. I think I put it on my, uh, recorded it on something. Maybe we went out in the studio and recorded it on our phones or something. <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: something,
1: something really, you know. Yeah. And um and then uh, I went in the studio and started cutting it, you know, and then I cut it. I was about to make a record, yeah. And I took I don't I don't write a lot of songs. People think I have I I don't have an extensive like bunch of songs oh
0: please me. you are so pro you have so many get out of here no, I, I listen to I, your
1: music I, I all use, day today I and i don't think almost, i heard the same song twice i use, I use almost everything i write okay. almost i got some songs but most i got i'm a lazy writer what oh. I do, here's what i do here's what i do here's what i do i live my life
0: i like that
1: i live my life and I don't want to sit, be sitting writing all the time. It's like, I didn't do homework when I was in school. I was, wouldn't do my so i'll Teach me in the classroom. You know, I want to learn there. I don't want to go home and spend my free time, my lifetime, trying to cram things in my head. That's, that was useless crap that I know I didn't need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Did so, any of that
0: architecture stuff ever come in handy? Did you ever like-
1: Yeah, it comes in handy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, north of my building, but I I, I just didn't want to um. Uh, I live so when I get a subject to me it's all about subject matter. I'm a big fan of Steely Dan. Okay. You know? Now what I think is the most amazing thing about Steely Dan, besides the musicianship and the records mm-hmm. and everything about them, is the subject matter.
0: But your subject matter, huh? come on. Shave your legs, okay. All right, I want to know, are you really that guy? I want to know, you're really that guy. Are you really that guy that doesn't care and that really, like, I because I believe you.
1: I I don't know, I don't care. I, I, I I, I, like, I mean, like, I'm okay, I'm a kid of the 60s. I was, you know, (laughs) women were hairy in the 60s,
2: women were (laughs) hairy, yeah,
1: yeah. you know. Women had armpit armpit hair.
0: Gregory Harrison is saying, please tell Kev hi. Um, You shot a TV movie together up in Vancouver. Uh, Uh, I love Gregory. Gregory was just on recently. Gregory's a great guy. Oh, man. Um,
2: um,
0: so, uh, So, okay. So you wrote Life is Beautiful really fast. Now, the first person you play that demo for, they had to know when you played it.
1: I shaved your legs. I knew it was cool, but the guy I wrote it with Jeff Paris, my keyboard player, he was writing like, you know, you know, you know. He didn't quite get it, but he's a, he's a great songwriter.
0: Yeah, but he's a cool. guy, because any woman you were going to play that song said, for, she I, was going to get it. it.
1: And I said, like, you don't have to shave your <laughs> legs for me. He said, what? No, man, that's gonna. And then we get out, of, we get it out there, because he was in the band, like, when the first time we play it. The women know, go- Go no. crazy! Yes. He, 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 he was. like, he was, he was like,
0: <laughs> women go crazy.
1: Yeah, he was like, I said, yep,
0: yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
1: And I, I have a sixth sense about knowing kind of what's really gonna work. You know, I know you do. You know, and so, and I'm, I'm because I was trained by all those demo. So I had to do writing for like song songs that became hits and like you know and you know did the demos and stuff and so I, I got you I got, got a sense of what what I got a sense of the anatomy of what a great song was you know
0: and so like good strong woman your mom was one and mm-hmm. I think. You genuinely have an appreciation like that. Don't you? you have to have written all these songs. I love,
1: I love writing. Mean, yeah, but I, I write. I'm, I'm a lazy guy. I write. A lot of people want to write. I mean, I probably write. I don't know, fifteen percent myself. You know, and do co-writes and stuff, because I'm sitting there and I'm going like, a, like I just wrote a song for a movie, and I go. I went. Let me get back in the Um, I go with my friend John Parker. I write a lot of songs with John Lewis Parker. And I take the thing over there and I get it going. And sometimes you need people to just kind of just, you know, another another mind just to kind of just, you know, yeah, the little things, the little, little,
0: little thing, things, yeah, little sure, things,
1: you mm-hmm. know. And once the song is there, I remember listening to a, 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 my girlfriend's house and she wanted to play an old girlfriend. And, and, and uh, she pulled out the music for "Fantasy" by Earth, Wind, and Fire. I had paid no attention to that song whatsoever, you know. And I started listening to those lyrics of that song. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa, man, that's a great song!" You know, you know. And just did you
0: know to- Allie Willis? She was a good friend of mine. She wrote yeah, uh, "September." Yeah, Do you know Allie? she
1: was? She was during during that time where and she was there because she she always drove her big DeSoto on the lot. <laughs> Big 55 the <laughs> Soto, she had brown and white. <laughs> Sounds
0: like Allie. Mm-hmm.
1: She was, she was balling. She was balling. I and mean, I was, I was kind of, she was, she was, she was hot then. She was. And I remember she told me the September story at a party one time. It's like, great. She was some of Mari Weiss, that, that body I was like, hold her. <laughs> she
0: didn't even know what body y'all was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's going, like, What the fuck is a body I? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, well,
0: it's sur- uh, all right. So let's get back to life is beautiful. So this song yeah, is written in so like you thirty you minutes.
1: Know, you don't know. I always know what's going to resonate. I know what a good song sounds like, and I know the sense of kind of balance, harmony, melody, um, enough things, pictures, and you know things like that, and also truth is the probably the biggest factor.
0: Absolutely, which is why you don't have to, that. Shave your legs is.
1: That's, that's even more that's even more important than craft you know I went I went to because I' a good strong woman um Darius Rucker came and, and did a guest spot on there mm-hmm. and before he came in you know I went I went I went back yeah to listen to because someone you know and listened to all the Hootie and the blowfish you know mm-hmm. and and because and, and, I, I I I had I have to admit I had like I missed, I heard it, but I missed it. Uh-huh. Because those songs weren't conventionally written songs, like a David Foster song or a... Right. Or a Riley Willis song. They weren't like, you know. And I went back and listened to Huey and the Blowfish. I loved them. The truth and the honesty was like fucking just, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh... <laughs> you know what what he about
0: just, um the worst is yet, like yet to come huh how about what about the the worst is yet to come what what what's the story behind that oh, that's such a that is just did that was that an arduous song to write or did that just come because it's just so well,
1: brilliant. that was it came well the first thing was the hook the worst is yet to i thought like let the worst is yet to come i like that <laughs> you know and, and and it's an opportunity for sarcasm
0: <laughs> sarcasm is good
1: <laughs> And, and the blues and the blues. So it's like, you know, woke up this morning, wrong side of the bed. You know, whatever happened last night, feeling in my head, Lord have mercy. Ooh. They ain't even done. Ooh, I got a bad, bad feeling. At the worst, is yet to come. <laughs> you know, so great. It's just like, it's bad, you know. Now, did
0: you know when you wrote that one? Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah the, I liked
1: it. It's, yeah. I, I'm the first critic. And my favorite, you know, when you get down, it goes like, um. Got back to my house, opened up the door.
2: <laughs>
1: she took everything I had and the oh, dog God. took the shit on the floor. <laughs> That's the blues. That's what I love about the blues when they just go in there.
0: Like,
1: <laughs> Nobody loves me about my mother. She could be jiving too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like that. Uh, so,
0: so, uh, so you started writing children's books. No, I did and- so you got four of them. I have the cool. Life is Beautiful Here we um, are. I'm it. so excited. So, and you guys can have it too. And it's the lyrics to the song. And It's just so a
1: song.
0: Will you read us the um, I'm Amazing? Because new, your new book's I'm Amazing. You got it there? I got it here. Will you read it to us? Yeah. I love being song. read to. You know, oh, Kev, I used to have a literary salon in my living room. And All Kind Alley performed in my living room. And Guys from Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire. And Snuffy did. And. And uh, Mickey Dolan's read his children's book in my living room to us. Really? Yeah, so read your book wow. to us, Kev.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm amazing. Co written by Robbie Brooks Moore. That's my wife down in the ceiling I was right there. Aww.
0: Oh. but wait. Who's your illustrator? Your illustrator is great.
1: Illustrator is, um, I need glasses for him. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Chris Saunders.
0: Chris Saunders. Okay, and did your publisher find him for you?
1: Yeah, they did. This, this is through the Flowerpot flower Pot Press. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's a, press. The, I have the life is it's, beautiful.
0: It's once gorgeous again, book. they,
1: they approached us about doing these books, and be, so they're this beautiful. Is, this, song, this is this is the children's song. What's great about this song is, I play this for the girl, the grown ups. Don't really get it. I'm amazing, you know. Because it can it can come off as braggadocious,
0: mm.
1: you know, but it's like coming from a place of like, I come from like low self esteem and alone. Yeah, when
0: you're a kid, you know, you've got to feel that. Yes, you know, that's
1: important. Like, this is, this is, I guess I was speaking to the child and me. So it's like, I'm amazing. So now let's go. I'm incredible. I'm a miracle. A dream come true. I'm marvelous. Mm-hmm. I'm beautiful. Guess what? So are you. Oh, no. little mirror. I love it. You know, this is the whole song goes like this. I'll play a little bit of the song.
0: I, yay, I was going to ask.
1: You know, the song, the verse, that's just the chorus. Mm-hmm. Talk to you it might sound strange, and you probably think I'm crazy and I've lost my mind. Okay, I'm amazing, incredible, I'm a miracle, a dream come true, and I'm all of the Oh beautiful. Guess what? So are you. You know. No. No. All right,
0: wait. Don't put that guitar down. Because while you got it? while you got it up? You got yeah. it up. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm so excited. When Kelly told me you agreed that you would sing it, uh, you please sing "Life Is Beautiful" because it just will make my whole.
2: Oh whole right. Let's see what we
1: got here. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna do it a key lower. Okay. Anything my, you want. I'm, I did my warm-up and it's I'm not having that really good. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm this time I promise not to cut you I'm just Don't up.
0: Don't turn the camera off.
1: I won't. No, I didn't, I didn't the, the whole computer shut down. The battery went dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where the hell did he go? That was supposed to be a one-minute break. You nope. scared the
1: hell out of me. I'm scared I'm <laughs> <here. I'm laughs> uh-huh. right' That's,
0: Gone you're not forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. I had everything right. I had my tea, my water.
0: All right, you're back.
1: I plugged my computer up. Okay. There you go. You know, hang on. Let me get this right. You see, I got this thing sitting on a box. I got this thing all like you know.
0: You're all rich. Well, people don't know out there that you had a big calamity today, and you're here anyway. So.
1: Yeah. Let's go drifting. Through the trees Let's go sailing On the sea Let's go dancing On the two joints floor And leave the troubles all behind. Have a party So easily forgotten Most important thing Like the melody in the moonlight In your eyes a song that lasts forever and keeps on getting better all the time well life is beautiful life is wonderful every star above is shining just for us life is beautiful on a stormy night (laughs) somewhere in walking
0: I'm telling you, Kev. Every single time I hear it, there is no way to listen to that song and not be joyful and not that's feel the, wondrous.
1: That's, <laughs> the, that's the that's the uh, that's the opposite of the worst is yet to book bookends. And stuff.
0: <laughs> it is just. Um, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we 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 listen to that song all, like we listen to it like every day. It's just. It's that's, a perfect it's, song.
1: It's, it's truth. I think you know. But you know, back to saying like you know. I got a really education listen about truth and song. Because Hootie and the Blowfish, they're in what they 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 have, I think, two albums in the top 13 all-time selling records of all time. Is that true? Yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish. I had
0: no, I mean, yeah. I remember I was a big fan, but I didn't it, realize that. Deal.
1: But when I went back and listened to this song, mm-hmm. it's all truth and honesty. And I was my mind was blown. Was like, wow, that's what it is. And it really re reinvigorated my commitment to really truthfulness.
0: Oh, but you always tell the truth. Come on. Yeah. You, and and you tell truth that you tell truths that nobody else touches.
1: Well, I like to be a little uncomfortable when I sing. Really. I like. What's to, that about? Well, I think you know. You ever, you ever talk with someone? You have a conversation with someone, and then. And there's some something you want to say, there's someone the that you wanna say it, but you're scared. And you oh, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's maybe like it's with somebody someone you're married to going out with, a friend, um, a question you want just and you ask it anyway. And you know, and
0: that feeling? That's yeah, the feeling. I wanna
1: feel like that. Wow. I wanna feel a little un- a little uncomfortable, you know, all the time. Not just Totally like, oh yeah, we're having a good time, you know. Nah know.
0: All right. So to, speaking of feeling a little again. uncomfortable, uh, uh we haven't talked about this. You can say no, but my audience of women, we're the COVID crazy. So I I I want you to play the medicine man, but would you play um shave your legs? Would you do that for us? For us women out there who just love your ass for writing that <laughs> damn song.
1: I'll play it. Let me see. <laughs> I do it in open tuning, so I'll do it like in a sentence. Okay. Wait I'm gonna, been, I'm gonna do a version just for just for y'all. Okay. You don't need no fancy tricks, painted eyes or glossy lips, and I love you just the way you are. Hope you don't mind my beat-up call. <laughs> you don't have to change your dress. You don't have to change your shoes. And don't try to hide your natural looks. You're about to cover, let me read. Don't get me wrong, I like them heels, but the way I feel is the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that stuff. <laughs> you don't have to change your dress. You Don't have to change your shoes. Darling, go ahead, be wild and free. You don't have to shave your legs. on yourself. You're looking good, but you're looking well. (laughs) And I'm proud to have you by my side. Glad to have you in my life. You don't have to clean my house. Don't have to wash my Darling, go ahead, be wild and free. You don't have to shave your legs for me. No, don't do it, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Somebody wrote, it's the most romantic lyric ever written. You know? that is the way to get a woman well, you don't have bad. to clean for me you know I just love it I love well, like, it I love know,
1: it a woman, a woman doesn't want to be a you know a maid and a and a prostitute you know you know what I mean I woman do know, know what you mean
0: <laughs> are you okay so you're like a spiritual guy and you are a philanthropic guy where, where did the activism come come from Was your mother an activist where, where did this
1: come from in you? 60s I'm a 60s guy
0: yeah me too okay so did you mar- I mean I mar- marched on Washington when I was just a kid you were far away I was in New York but
1: w- were you remember, active then that was it's a. It's an awareness it's like when you, when you you know I'm 71 years old so I was born in 51 mm-hmm. and I watched you know when by the time Marvin Gaye what's going on was come came out you know Mm -hmm. um there would have been several movies there was the no nukes movement there was all these things and people were talking about oil they were talking about like smog and talking about things back then and nobody was just like oh those hippies they're crazy they're just out there (laughs) you know but um you know that culture already connected with that culture like you know the culture that just happened when when the beatles hit 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 the united coast you know everything changed
0: what what about the Vietnam War? Were you uh?
1: I was called. I didn't go.
0: How'd you get out of it?
1: Draft dodger.
0: Are you? Were you really? How'd you get away with it?
1: I stalled for time. As a kid, I had tuberculosis. You know, I was about five years old. Mm-hmm. So they don't like sick people in the army. So I said, well, I had tuberculosis as a kid. My lungs were compromised. I couldn't really run like you know, like all the other kids. I, mean, I had. I would get tired before I got basically like. Uh-huh. My lungs are compromised a little bit.
0: But that's so, legit
1: though, isn't it? But, the, but, but that, that kept me that kept me mailing things back and forth, back and forth till they finally got they got. Did you were you
0: in the in the did you have a number?
1: Yeah, it came up. What well, what was your number? Do Almost you remember? It came up. <laughs> oh, it came up. And and by the time they had got tired of my bullshit, they sent me a letter to come for my pre-induction physical. Ooh. Two weeks then. And I was all packed up to go to Canada. Really? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't not going.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, because my who, who's why would I at least save my life when he said, you know, then be a con ain't done nothing to me. You know, I'm not going over there fighting. You know, mm-hmm. and so I held to that because I held that in high regard. Plus, I wanted to live. I don't want to go die for some stupid war. Somebody else. Okay, that's like you know, you know, I don't know, just. Go fight for your country, and then during the '60s, as a black man, I felt this country ain't doing nothing for me. <laughs> screw off, screw y'all. You know what I mean? That's how I felt then. You may be a little more patriotic now, but back during that time, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was little. I weighed all a hundred, all of 145 pounds, six foot two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> just a bad idea. And you so, know
0: Gregory Harrison that you made that movie with that was on here a little bit ago yeah. the actor he was yeah. the first moral objector that got away with it because he yeah. wasn't religious he wasn't a he wasn't a religious objector he was a moral that he wouldn't kill and he like set a precedent uh, and I
1: actually. and I, and I went to priests we had had these place we could go to the, yeah. to, tell you how to get out and go to the draft but I stalled all the time and then two weeks to my physical yeah a week after I got that letter they started the all volunteer army. Wow.
0: You've had you've been, you've had a lot of blessing. You've had like a lot of kismet I've luck, been, bl- right?
1: Been, yes, I've had a lot of kismet. Yes.
0: Do you believe do you believe that thing do you believe in fate? Do you believe in destiny? Do you believe things are meant to be? Do you believe you've had a guardian angel? Do you believe in any of that stuff?
1: I know I've had <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not even matter, of beliefs. To me, believes is that there's maybe some little doubt in there just to believe it. You no, know, I know something is working because I'm too tuned in my mind and my heart and what's happened to me, especially the older I get.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all the times when it could have went the other way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you know, so many times I could have stumbled and been a whole different life. And I'm here standing talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Something was watching over me, snatching. up. Me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Did you no. ever
0: did you ever I'm I'm in recovery? I'm I'm a, I'm a sober person. Did you ever ha- hit a wall with that? Was that ever a problem no. for you? No. no. Substances, you're not an addict, alcoholic not person. Addict,
1: but I love the friends of Bill V. I love I have a lot of friends. But I, love the, I love it. I love it's the it's the best program of anything <laughs> to be going to get you to transform your life, you know. And sometimes I wish I had some problems like that so I could go to the meetings and really delve into it. Cause it's so amazing because the people become people that go there really recover. And, and a lot of people do really fantastic things. I mean, I got my friends like a you know, like Snuffy's my friend. I was friends with Dr. John. I'm friends with Bonnie Rape, Charlie Musselwhite, Chuck Laurie. Um mm-hmm. Oh, all
0: speaking of Chuck Lorre, be positive that you wrote that, that you composed that music with him for mm-hmm. uh, a good friend of mine who actually, I can't say, he uh, he, was the, he was the the dresser, the stylist, the clothing yeah. stylist on that show and be positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And there's a couple yeah. of other people that are in that cast that I won't mention, but they're also friends of Bill's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, that whole thing. And when I, because I, I used to be kind of smug about alcoholism why are you guys why what, what is with this is alcohol is drug you, ne-
0: like, you never you never never
1: had that I, problem I, I tried it never had a problem with it I tried cocaine I tried um, I did like acid <laughs> that right fun <laughs> <laughs> I smoked weed I drank you know mm-hmm. but I never was like oh, I gotta have one. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that bone you know mm-hmm. um but um um but I, and I, and I was a little smug about, smug about, it. I remember one time, I, but all the people I was smug about, I became friends with them.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: became friends with so many people in the program, you know, and they would share, I had a, I had a girlfriend, that has been on for a while, and she was in the program, and she'd come back and she'd tell me all this stuff about them, I'm like, what? You know, and I'd be like, wow, can I go, I I want to go to that meeting well but there yeah. is
0: a place you can go there's the other yeah. thing that for people yeah. that are friends of people
1: yeah, and, yeah. yeah that thing I mean friendship with Chip Eston you know you know and mm-hmm. all these and so these people have become some of my greatest friends and my greatest allies you know in the program and I okay. see and i where I connect with the, with with with, with uh, the program, is that I'm very much into metaphysics, and the spirituality, and into God. I was a Buddhist for like 15 years.
0: Okay, and so I, wait I, a minute. You were Buddhist. You were a, You're not anymore.
1: I don't like denominations. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, like, what happens is when 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 an organization gets attached mm-hmm. to a spiritual phenomenon that's bigger than you know, like scheduling and meetings and who's mm-hmm. in charge, or what, and all that stuff, and people start having like, it becomes a a culture surrounding it, as opposed to a, a deeper seeking of truth, you know, and a pecking order ensues. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the Baptist church, and I saw all that stuff, you know. I even Do you saw,
0: pray? I, Do you have your own way of praying?
1: Everything out of my mouth is a prayer.
0: Oh, I, I love that so much.
1: I love to stop and pray, you know, I, I just watch what I'm thinking about. I watch what I'm putting my attention on, because that's what Oh God, that just
0: gave me goosebumps. Go ahead.
1: Prayer is what you're putting your attention on. Mm -hmm. It's even deeper than the words. The words are like, because the Spirit hears your pure thoughts, not your words.
0: Okay, but some my thoughts aren't always pure thoughts. Aren't perfect thoughts? Not
1: pure thought. Your pure thought. Like thought is a commodity. Like, you, like, you, like, like the you'll, thought that I choose. Yeah, you'll have a thought, you know, and then you'll you'll, you'll share with me, and I might go like, might fully understand. Well, what do you mean by that? So you the words cannot describe a true a true thought, because mm-hmm. the thought is pure. You know, it's it's just it's what's between you and the words. It's, they call it the gap. You mm-hmm. know,
0: I believe that.
1: And in the gap mm-hmm. is where everything happens. Mm-hmm. So I watch what I put my attention on and how I'm viewing my stuff. You know, and words are powerful because that's part of thought. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts are words, words are thoughts going into action, going, giving sound, you know? So um, so that whole thing about now let us pray. You know, I think the thoughts of this, they always say thoughts, thoughts and prayers. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Thoughts uh, and are the same. Charlie thing.
0: Schlatter just wrote Hand It Over is one of your best songs about
1: prayer. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Prayer is is like, you know, it's just like you know that song is like, you know, it's like that, you know. Like, you know. <laughs> you know if your problems, yeah. You know, won't go away. And you're worried night and day. Just hand it over, which means surrender, you know, just surrender. You don't know, just don't do nothing. Yeah, on your knees and pray. Put some some attention to it. It's like you know what I mean? I love it. Put your attention on it. You know, and and I used to do things like when I when I was um, Ah, wait,
0: Charlie just said he sang that with you, "Untouched by an Angel."
1: Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> um, but that that line, "Everything out back. of my Everything out of my mouth is a prayer." Have you Have you used yeah. that line in a That is an unbelievable sentence, that, right there.
1: I read that from I got that from Deepak Chopra. Oof. You know,
0: I think he would lend it to you. Yeah, it's
1: true. It's It's just true. When I thought about it, you know, oftentimes I'll I'll try to explain myself like that. If you're having a discussion, an argument, Mm -hmm. you know, heated, and it's always trying to say what you're thinking because words are limited. You know, the thought. Do you
0: meditate?
1: Say, I, I have a quiet moment in the morning. Yeah. You know, reset, the reset button. But that part of my life is what fuels everything. Everything, my whole, this whole Moth and Mo thing came out of my moment of surrender when I just stopped trying to think about things. I stopped trying to, you know, you know, say said I don't overthink stuff. Well, I overthink music really a lot, but life, I don't overthink life. You know, I let it come in. I trust it. I'm a big fan of like, you know, people I read, and I, I, I got in the boozin for a long time, but the uh, Eckhart Tolle, oh you know, yeah, oh now. It's like he has a phrase like, you know, how do you know when the right thing is happening? You know, if it's, how do you know if it's the right thing? He says because it's happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because universe, the universe, as it moves, and then you watch the it, stars. It's pretty reliable. Eh? That thing moves around, kind of. Mm-hmm right on point it doesn't make mistakes i don't
0: I mean, believe in mistakes i don't believe does, in accidents I mean, there's no mistakes mm-hmm.
1: it does exactly what it's supposed to do and do you, do you I,
0: trust yourself in the moment do you are you yeah i trust are me. you present
1: mm-hmm. i'm present i trust what happens and either it is either like some result of some karmic thing or just destiny or it's just the stars moving and just my life moving in a way that's i don't even understand how am i supposed to understand that How'd
0: you meet your wife? Was that was that something that you think was destined to happen? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All three of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm on my third situation here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no. My wives, wives are relationships. You know, we, we, you know, to me, relationships are relationships, all of them, mother, father, friends, Wives, girlfriends, boss,
2: you mm-hmm. know,
1: people working, whatever. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that There's a kind of like a reflection thing going on. Like there's a, you know, there's a, you know. And, 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 do you and,
0: let that just happen or, or do you make a conscious effort to, do you work at it?
1: Um, or do you well, just let it be? I work at them, but I let them be. I mean, I'm learning all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm learning the power of arguing these days because I, I like peace so much. I don't argue with people, but I'm learning that arguing is another. It's just loud communicating.
0: <laughs> so, you know, is there a
1: healthy way to argue for you? Yeah, let other let you to listen. You I know. was
0: just going to say, do you listen when you
1: argue? You listen, you have to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have can to you do that, and,
0: that when you're when you're angry?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I just fake loudness. <laughs> to get people's attention, I'm calm all the time. I'll just get upset, but very rarely do I actually get mad. Mm. I'll just get loud to make a point. But I'm always <laughs> in that space. My aim is to always be in that space of just, you know, where I can hear and I don't and I don't turn go insane in the moment and not mm-hmm. listen and try to listen. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes we're just when we're talking, we're just trying to wait our turn to say something rather than listening.
0: Abs- and not listening. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well this mm-hmm. break comes in, we just put something in there. Rather mm-hmm. than just let the silence just like we're like we're having a conversation. We're, mm-hmm. you know, people are listening to us talking, but we're having a conversation. So all that, you know, you know, noise. Just no, we don't need all that noise. We you know, don't we, need all that. We, noise. Can where we can like just so the noise I make, you know, if I'm gonna make some noise, you know I wanted to be of some service to but
0: also listening is is a form of empathy mm-hmm. you're an empathetic person because you are that's why you write the lyrics that you write that's why you write the music that you write because you do listen and you do pay attention
1: yeah I want to serve i want to I want, to, I want, to, I want to say something that matters and if it if it's even whether it's, it's, it's lighthearted or especially if it's heavyweight like um things and not too much heavy stuff but I try to keep it like life is beautiful and fun in a fun way but yeah I take my job very seriously
0: well it shows and I made a
1: deal I made a deal with the universe I I made a contract I made a contract with my record company there's a contact all these contracts with record companies all that stuff my contract is not with a record company my contract is with the universe
2: Mm -hmm. and that
1: contract is the best contract you're ever gonna have. Because it's gonna give you more than you can ever dream for. It's gonna put you in places where you can't even think to put yourself, you know. It's gonna orchestrate your life in a way you you can't imagine. So I go with that, my service to, and I said, okay, I, I remember the moment, I had a moment it was in Santa Monica on Bay Street. But I lived on Bay Street, right off Main Street. <laughs> and I said, okay, God, okay. I'm yours. Take me, use me as you will. You are so programmed, by the way.
0: That is so <laughs> programmed.
1: You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's what they, people think I'm in the program.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I was addicted to lack. I was addicted to not being my true self, you know. Addiction, this doesn't, doesn't have to be a substance. It can be mm-hmm. an attitude,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that you're mm-hmm. addicted to. And so, I, when I surrendered, when I did that, and I meant it because I was forty, I was just turning forty, and my shit was not together, you know. So I said, "Okay, time to stop playing games." And uh, I was starting something. Sunhouse song, like you know that like when Sunhouse sings, I went, "I wanna live so God can use me anyway, Lord, anyhow." I want a little so God can't use me anywhere, Lord, or anyhow. And he goes, I'm going to pray. So just keep sending over this, 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 this application. And he keeps reading, reading, the different actions are going to do this. So to me, going to church, I'm getting involved in prayer. And church kind of like distracts me sometimes from the truth. You How know so? I mean? Well, sometimes I have to sort through what I think is, a, you know, some of it's just, I don't know, fear based, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. some of it's not ringing, not resonating with me. Mm-hmm. My father taught me, he didn't, my father was very much of a Bible guy, mm-hmm. and he taught me one verse. He, he drove one verse into me, and he said, This is the only one you need to know. And he was a Bible guy, a Bible up there where he wrote it out for me. This is my son's verse. Seek ye the kingdom and all else will be added. Wow. And every time he's with me, say that, say that. Say that, say that, that one. That's, what's your verse? I seek ye the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added. And when I did that surrender and I said to the king, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a shack, a kingdom. I don't know if it's whatever it is, you know, shit changed. Wow. No, quickly wow wow yeah
0: my face hurts from smiling (laughs) so much I just love everything that you're saying who you are what you do the way I'm I feel very blessed I feel I'm I'm very grateful to you for doing you know I, I didn't say it at the start of the show you had trauma today you had a pipe burst and you had a mess in your studio and your master bath and and you're here you didn't cancel you showed up and and
1: and the house house didn't fall down it's just a fucking pipe
0: yeah but (laughs) there but but that's because you are who you are and and you're not uh, you're not you don't catastrophize you don't dramatize you're just in the moment real it's beautiful
1: I I have time have, I I'm not don't let all this like stuff fool you <laughs> <laughs> there's some shit going on <laughs> but I deal I deal with it I'm dealing with it you know and I know I it's all defining it. and I know it's you know um it's for my growth and for my learning and for the growth of the people that involve themselves with that kind of thing like that so you know my my job and the job of all of us Um, and to me it's everywhere we go to bring a little joy you know you you
0: bring so to me personally so much joy every day that I can't even tell you
1: it was just like just saying hi just a wave you know somebody you know hey you know just I don't know just just don't be a you know what. (laughs) <laughs> okay
0: so so <laughs> i i have i have another since you're the bringer of joy i'm gonna i'm gonna dare to make one more request because we are the covid crazies and because mm-hmm. you wrote this song for us in 15 minutes would you would you do medicine the medicine man oh yeah. oh god All right. yeah.
1: coming Feet's hurt and my nose is running <laughs> Friends and neighbors are dropping like flies <laughs> Better cover your face and sanitize <laughs> Everybody's doing the best that they can And we're all just waiting on the medicine need a little
0: help
1: you know yeah yeah everybody's doing the best that they can and we're all just waiting on the medicine man medicine man well we're gonna give everybody a little dose but we're gonna give i can't tell what the future holds it might turn to crap it might turn to gold (laughs) maybe the bees might teach the pigs to fly but i'm just gonna love everybody till the day i die know that everybody's doing
0: Eric, until you did it this time, that he lost and he just won't go. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh my God. I that
1: real quick. You gotta you have to let that one go by real quick. I
0: never know. heard that. I didn't, never noticed that in the song before.
1: <laughs> you know, I didn't like that because you know you, you get in front of an audience and people have different political persuasions, you know.
0: Well, you gotta
1: make a light of it and then get off of it. You know, you're you're in, in church family right family. now because the yeah. people who oh, are no, watching no, this <laughs> <laughs> no, don't that, Mother Earth. Oh, that's common. <laughs> that's Mother a, Earth now.
0: <laughs> oh, that! It, oh, God, Kevin, mm-hmm. I, I am so. Thank you so much for oh, thank you for, uh, for me
1: on your show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. All
0: your music, uh, everything you shared with us today, you exceeded all expectations. Uh, you're just as wonderful as your music, and
1: I, I just want to just say something to to you and everybody, everybody out there, you know, if they're listening, is that, you know, um this um what did all <laughs> that you know this matters. You know all this, you know, I take what I do seriously and all this stuff matters and everybody matters, you know, big time. You know, you never know who you're inspiring or who who you're like, you know, helping. You don't have to know, you know. You know, you have to really know, but just that, you know, everybody counts, every every single person, everybody counts, you know, and lot of that, every every everybody that comes to my shows is a person, every seat is full of a, a person, but they, you know, that, you know, went out of their way to come and be there for some reason, you know, so I'd like to thank everybody for coming and being here, and I hope they got something from it. Hope it was fun for them and for for everybody. And thank thank you so much for.
0: Oh, God. okay. So do, when are you coming to L.A.? When do uh, do you have any plans to play in L.A.? Please say yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'll, come I'll, I'll on.
0: We might have to come oh. to Nashville.
1: Oh, I'll be out there. Well, yeah. Be, yeah, L.A. Oftentimes the L.A. plays are. Um, L.A. is so hip now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody goes to the hip shows. When you go to cities now, the the the, the shows are in the burbs.
0: Right. Thousands well, we'll drive. We'll drive to see you. You're worth the drive. We'll we'll, right. we'll put some miles well, thank on. You,
1: thank you, Vicky. Thank you so much. And and, and uh, you know, thank you. I'm gonna go up and uh, get something to eat like that. But thank and watch to- the
0: Kennedy Center Honors. I'm. Yeah, thanks for watch. reminding me that they're on. I'm Amy, excited Amy to
1: Grant, go. Amy Grant's getting the me out. She's my friend. You know.
0: I know you played with her. Yeah, yeah.
1: she's she's freaking cool. Yeah, and hey, Gladys Knight. Is think, she? Oh, uh, is Gladys Knight?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to. it. Well, thank you so so much, and um, I can't wait to meet you and. And thank you for indulging everything I, I asked of you, and and then more. I'm thank you so much. And um,
1: happy to do it. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you later then.
0: Take care, Kevin. Bye-bye. Right. Bye bye.